Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. I am delighted to welcome from the West, the lovely mountains of Utah, Luke. Luke, welcome to the show. Hi, Molly. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. (laughs) Well, I imagine you've got a scenario teed up for me, so let's roll it. What can I help you with today? So I'm actually in the process of filling out Uh, secondary applications for medical school at several different universities and throughout this process it's become really apparent how important it is to vet you know I mean every word has to count right you know you're kind of presenting or selling yourself in a professional manner and a lot of these essay prompts are quite open-ended but there's like this unspoken expectation or like kind of like subconsciously agreed upon rules of this dance that you have to do. And um, I was wondering if we could just maybe talk about a few of the essay prompts or like some of your experience in professional writing where you want it to be authentic, you want to connect with your uh, your reader, um, you know, you, you want to do your best to stand out and to show that you're exceptional. Um, you also, um, you have to say certain things and kind of, meet people where they are in terms of like the expectations and um does that make sense so far it does and i can hear you it feels a little heavy for me how do you feel about going through this whole process (laughs) it feels it's exhausting you know i mean i (laughs) it's kind of a morbid joke but i thought i might have COVID at one point when i was doing my primary applications just because i was so tired after working on it um and just drilling down and i mean on your 16th or 17th draft or something and you know that's five or six people into giving you edits and feedback it's truly exhausting and it's just hard to even want to like look at your own writing after a while so um just grateful to be able to connect with you here and you know talk in a meaningful way about you know one of the necessary evils perhaps of you know doing something like pursuing a vocation yeah. Well, first, I want to applaud your interest in serving others because medicine, my mom was a nurse, um, have many friends in the medical field, and it really is a service because it's a lot. And it's a bit of uh, part of the journey because the application <laughs> is not easy. The, the profession, the profession. Is, is a lot of tough stuff, too. So it's probably a bit of a test. I would offer at the start that, um, and listeners have heard me say this, try your best to get what you need and sleep is never a waste of time and it's a weapon and I know it's really hard and I was just on the phone yesterday with someone I'm exhausted and I go and I know you're changing the world honey and you're awesome but so this is a it really is a strategy um, finding ways to get the rest and fuel and to be refreshed so I just want to encourage you to give yourself permission to get that because it's going to help you be your best and I think everything's a little bit brighter and a little bit lighter when we're not really full-on exhausted. Um, so I hear you, too, on the, you know, the process and all these iterations. You know, I, I, would, I would say that keep the faith that the right things are going to happen and you have a sense of who you are and why you're doing what you want to do, and that's what you want to come through in your writing, in your you know, spoken voice, in your written voice. Does it feel like you? And, you know, I think that I think people think, well, you've got to gain the system. I'm like, well, you got to gain the system, but you don't got to gain the system. And I, I guess I'm living proof mm-hmm. of I don't think you have to gain the system. And I think the more folks who stand true to who they are, right, in a skillful, uh, authentic way, um, you're going to get to your tribe and to, to realize that if folks aren't going to appreciate that authentic you, then, gosh, w- would you really be happy there toiling, you know, killing yourself at school if it's really not a great fit? culturally is what it amounts to. So let me pause there. How's that landing for you? Yeah, that sounds great. I I accept uh, your challenge to reprioritize rest and 
I think, yeah, it's a really helpful reminder, just that self-care piece. I think it's so often kind of just swept under the rug for us as high achievers, and um, I definitely will take that to heart. I also, um, yeah, I, I find your message pretty refreshing and just rather, you know, un- like surprisingly novel just because a lot of people, whether they're um, already physicians or their advisors or pre-professional schools, um, they have a tendency to emphasize, like, you know, you really got to sell yourself on research. Like, you have to emphasize the empiric method and um, kind of, like, worship, you know, the temple of science, so to speak, which I know, given your background, like, you're quite well-versed in and, you know, like, just been highly competitive your whole life in and I think that's one reason that your work now speaks to so many different people is you have that technical background, you have those skills, you're able to problem solve and use that critical thinking in a powerful way. You're also able to connect with people. And um, sometimes, yeah, when you're writing and people, you know, you have red lines through everything, it's just like, well, like, maybe having the courage to take that next step and be like, you know, I really appreciate that feedback, but... At the end of the day, like if this isn't going to resonate with the people who are determining my access into this gated community, like is this a place where I'm going to genuinely thrive? Um, so I thank you for that. Yeah, I hear a lot of wisdom, Luke, and I'm here to support you in that your intuition is, you know, the, the older I've gotten, like just I've realized when, I've, when it hasn't felt right, when it has felt right, those are generally good signs and you want to then look for the data to back it up. You know, I think the reality is having the problem solving, the technical and the research, you, you, you know, that it's a very important part. And so I think I would say, and not, or I would say, and, yeah. and, and try to, you know, lean in and help people. And remember that if folks who are researchers, it's, it's really about them. It's a validation of your work because you spent all your life researching. And so, you know, it, it remember that the, those folks reading the applications are human too. Right. And so there's a appealing to that in, you know, in a smart way, not kowtowing to it, not being beholden to it, but appreciating that the other person is a human being who's going to make a call on that um, and and appeal, appeal to that, too. I find these days that the folks who are grounded, who are standing tall with good reasons for, for why they're doing what they're doing, not about making other people wrong. It is very refreshing. Because people feel like, gosh, you can really, you could do that. You could take a year off. You could travel with your kids for six months. You took them out of school, you know. And so I think when you, you know, make the right call for yourself so that you can be whole and your true and fullest self, that's really the leadership that you're exuding for everyone else. And not to make anyone else wrong or bad, but I think that a lot of folks would find that very inspiring personally. And I think in a physician, in a care situation, what you're showing is care for yourself, which of course is what you need to model for uh, the patients that you'll have a chance to serve. Yeah, that's such a great point. And I think something that kind of goes overlooked in the stereotype of what it means to be a medical student or a physician. And um, yeah, I, I really appreciate your insight and your feedback. I'm just blown away by your work and I'm really grateful to get to chat with you today and um, as one of the people who you've helped through Say It Skillfully, I just want to say thank you. And um, we look forward to everything that you do in this next step. And I'm grateful to continue learning from you. Well, I, uh, it's really my privilege. And I am motivated by the young people stepping up in a big way because my generation is leaving really kind of a mess to the young people. So really a, cheer, a shout out to all the young people. I appreciate your using your voice. I am cheering for you. I can be here uh, and to support you in any way, Luke, I am happy to do that. And I'm going to um, wish you well on those applications. And, you know, this too shall pass. So you'll get through it and you'll be better for it. <laughs> That's so true. Well, you take you good so care. You too. Sounds great. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> Super. Okay, next we're heading even further west to the Los Angeles area, and I'm going to welcome Amy to the show. Amy, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. And have you hear me now? (laughs) I can hear you great, and I was in Los Angeles for quite a few years. How is it there? Can you breathe okay? We have blue sky this morning, which um, 
is always a good thing. I guess I'll, I'll knock wood for it, that it long may it last. But yes, we're, we're just fine. Thank you. Great. I'm thinking for safety and health first and foremost. Okay. Do you have a challenging conversation or situation we can chat through? Yes, absolutely. Um, I have, and I'll, I'll give by way a little bit of background on this, but um, I'm currently really trying to, what I would say is break through and develop um, what I would also say is a, even a foundational relationship with um, someone that I, I report up to. Um, a couple of years ago, this person had a mutual colleague of which he's a, a very close personal friend that was having, um, I guess I'll just say an inappropriate relationship with someone who reported to me. Um, as time went on, a number of things came out and both um, of these people were let go. And I now feel that over time, trying to build this relationship with this executive is, uh, it's really hindered. And it's very, um, I, I feel that my contributions are somewhat dismissed out of hand. I'm sure there's a significant level of discomfort um, based upon this history that, that we need to overcome. But um, I think that I'm trying to figure out, and I really appreciate your, your help here and guidance, is how do we bridge that gap? How do we move forward? Um, I really want to be able to, to have this communication. Um, I know that there are situations, for example, even when I think I'm being paranoid, that he reaches out to others on, on my team versus even reaching out to me personally and that I think, again, there is this level of, of discomfort and I just don't know how to bridge that. So looking for your guidance. Well, that's a really complex situation and I appreciate <laughs> your bringing it up and we will definitely, definitely talk it through. Amy, for a little of my understanding, so how was this um, person that you report to, how were they involved with the other two? Just help me just connect the dots a bit. Purely from a personal standpoint, I guess I would say, in that um, he and remains very close personal friends um, with one of the, the two people engaged in the relationship. And at one point, um, he and I had a conversation about that. And, um, you know, I made my feelings well known. What people do in their own time is frankly none of my business, but when it's impacting our business, then um, I have it, I have the obligation to speak up and speak out. And unfortunately, I was somewhat brought into it by virtue of, you know, these sort of tales as they unfold, right? Um, so ultimately, that's that's how he, he was engaged um, from a leadership perspective, and I, I guess I was too. Um, but since that point, it's been, it's always been very awkward um, between us. Yeah. And this is your, do you have a, is this your sole person that you report to? No, no, but he is um, essentially uh, the CEO of our, of our business. Okay, so, so yeah, obviously this is, it's, it's a significant <laughs> it's a significant position. Yeah, that's great. Okay, I um, so again I, I'm from outside in, so let me just offer some ways to think sure. about it, and you can let me know what lands, and we can tweak it a bit. Um, has both of you been at the, the the place of work quite a long time? I mean, is there a lot of tenure on both parts? Uh, certainly on his part, probably. He, 10 or more years, myself, uh, a bit over four. Okay. Okay. So, um, and, and in the past, you, did you sit down, you know, if you sit down numerous times and tried to bring it out, just give me a little bit of how, how often and where those kind of attempts landed. While, while the unfolding, if you will, of the two in the relationship was taking place, 
I was engaged in that the woman reporting to me was not doing her job effectively with, with our client. And there were a number of circumstances that were unfolding relative to that. Um, I spoke to my boss candidly knowing there was this relationship unfolding and that he was, is, um, personal friends with the other person involved and it was well known. So to kind of um, effectively explain what I was planning to do to remove her from, from the role. Um, over time, there were a, a couple of conversations, one in which I was, you know, essentially told and reminded of his friendship. Um, but post then, that situation with them now removed, I think I really, and I think we both did, took the approach that let's move forward and work together um, you know, sort of bury the, the hatchet and, and, again, move forward. And since then, what I find, though, is there is just a, this discomfort. And, and I'm sure I feel it as well. I know I do. Um, in that I don't know how we move forward or bridge that gap. And I feel that, um, you know, him reaching out to others around me, um, you know, uh, making decisions that are really dismissive or discounting of me and the, the contributions that I'm bringing relative to our clients, our relationships with our clients, um, my role and what, what I have accomplished. They are, those accomplishments are not being necessarily recognized and it's um, obviously very frustrating. Yeah. I hear you. Okay, fantastic that you both agreed to bury the hatchet. So that is a a positive uh, intention. So that's great. And I think this notion of shared reality is getting it out where uh, he is. We'll just call him Larry, you know, where Larry is and where you are. Um, I think the, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan and I don't doubt for at all that, that there's a level of beer being dismissed and that kind of thing. So I get that. I might consider that, well, maybe I'm, you're overthinking it. And again, I'm not saying you are, but from an energy standpoint, just saying, look, at, I'm, I'm here, Larry, and, and can we just have it a, a real heart-to-heart? And you know, we both pour a lot of heart and soul into our work. Um, you run this whole thing. I have great respect for you. You've built this. And just help the person appreciate. You're, you totally honor the, the you know, CEO equivalent type of role. Like, I get it. You're the big boss. Right. And um, and that said, you're here and saying, you know, I we're on this planet for only so so many years. And I really want us to be as successful as we possibly can be together. I know we have this event that happened. You know, we've talked about it. And I, I just I'd love if we could open it back up because I just feel like like I'm not able to really be me. I feel that there may be some discomfort for you. And I just and I just. I just don't think that serves either of us, and I don't think it serves the firm. You know, could we have an open-hearted chat about this in the spirit of this whole organization, you know, being a lot better? And, and just, you know, ask, are you willing to have a conversation? It's kind of hard to say, no, I'm not willing, even though the person may not be willing, but ask for the permission because that's the respectful thing to do. And, and say, gosh, I really appreciate that you're, you're willing to just, just talk this through. And I get that it's uncomfortable a bit for both of us. Um, I guess I'd offer first, you know, are there things that in, in how I'm performing or what I'm doing that you'd love to give me some feedback on and how I can be better? So offer that, you know, you're here, you are open arms, welcoming any thoughts. And then see what he says. Start to, you know, engage. And then, you know, it's may I ask some things that I've noticed. I don't think they're what you intend. I don't think he wakes up saying, oh, I'm going to really dismiss her. Let me make her really feel bad. Let me make her make sure she really <laughs> feels like she's just not worth anything, right? I, I, I'm just going to take the high road and assume that that's not what he's trying to do. Okay? And I know no, that I believe be, that as well. Right? Right. So then, and so then just say, you know, I don't think this is what you meant. Lay out the situation very objectively. Um, and, and, and let's say in, in some case he reached out to someone. So, you know, I, I understand he reached out to so-and-so and, you know, say more about that. 
did you think about coming to me as opposed to, you know, why didn't you? And because oftentimes people are, they're not mindful how their actions might land for someone else. So it's just a matter of helping in, in the nicest way possible, have someone be aware. And at some point, oh, oh, you reached, great. I'm just wondering if you were in my position, how would you feel? Again, it has to be very genuine. It's very hard not to have that. How would you feel? It's not a snarky thing. So it's just a, it's a coaxing of the situation for the person to see how it, it might not be coming across the way that he would want. And I'm hoping for you, as you go through this, you're starting to see how you're empowered to ask the questions, have the dialogue. So let me just take a pause here. How's any of that landing? No, I think it, I agree. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. And I think as time has worn on, um, you know, it becomes more uncomfortable to have the conversation. But I think, I think those are good questions. I don't think there is any mindfulness in being in disparagement or, or anything other than one, it becomes habit. Avoidance becomes a habit. And, um, you know, and, and, and well understood. My concern is that um, I, this underlying unease will prevent me from taking on new opportunities, new roles, um, new challenges. And that's, that's frustrating over time, to say the least. Yeah, and it's a, it's a big deal because you've worked really hard, right? You've worked your whole career, and I mm-hmm. get it. So I think that part of openness and, you know, it, helping the person appreciate the vulnerability that you're in, which may sound counterintuitive, but can be very empowering um, and, and help the person to let go a little bit. Um, saying, look at, look at I, I, this is... This relationship is really important to me. You know, obviously, I want to help the organization. As you can imagine, as you were coming up through the ranks, you know, I, I'd like to be able to have greater impact uh, and to grow and to learn and to move into other areas. Um, and obviously, you know, that only happens with your your support. You know, and I need you to to be able to um, be the best that I can. Um, and that's a vulnerability because that person can use that against you. Like, okay, you know, here I am. I'm the gatekeeper, and then she's going to be. This is her last job ever. You know, I just think it, as you as you work through that, being open about that with a person, um, and and it gives you real information. I mean, and I'm sure that this person can start to s- see right that, gosh, here I am, and this isn't how I'd want to be treated, right? If this, if I were in Amy's shoes, I would not want the feeling that the most senior person isn't in my camp. And, and I think right. your ability to help create some of that emp- empathetic kind of understanding, you know, and then I think if you feel you can get to neutral, say, you know, I'd love us to just hit the reset, control, alt, delete, you know, um, and can we think about what's going forward and, and start to make it about if there's a role you want or a new opportunity you want or a way you can have impact on the business, turn it into something generative. Um, and, and, you know, again, it, it's a test. And I, I say it to everyone, you know, if it's, if it's not meant to be, if someone's really not going to go there, and I, and I don't think this would be the case, but if that's the case, that's information for you, Amy, to make the call that you need to make. Because you got a long, wrong way, you got a lot of things that you can do in life. And, you, you know, it's important to be in an environment that you're going to have the trust and the, the folks watching your back and vice versa so that you can spread your wings. Absolutely. Thank you. Do you feel like you have the inner confidence? Because I think that's the biggest thing. It's just that, so that inner anxiety. And I, and I know that that can be, it's very real and it can affect how uh, effectively you can make your case. So let's pause a little bit about like, how are you feeling about this and your, Certainly a great a great question and and very appropriate. Um, I will say, as time has progressed, my confidence has probably waned somewhat relative to having the conversation. Um, 
but I, I certainly see the, the importance of it. Uh, I think us all being home during COVID has perhaps added a layer of complexity in that, you know, we're, we're not all getting together in a room, right? We're not all um, having that face-to-face dialogue and conversation that um, we, we once had prior. So that adds a, a new wrinkle. I guess, if you will, but um, the importance of having the conversation I recognize is uh, bigger than any lack of confidence that that this has this has brought. So, I think it's a matter of of finding that right time um, and and understanding where where that goes. But I I do see um, this as a significant challenge to. I get my long-term success relative to to working with him. So it, it, at some point, to your point, um, information is power, and I, I do need to step up. Yes, and, and think about this from the organization lens. So I think ultimately it is about the system and the organization and that you and Larry's relationship is a relationship that other people see. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and, and just helping, you know, him also appreciate that you folks are role modeling in you know positive or less positive ways what it what it means to work at this firm um and i and i you know again in in the in a kind not a declarative way but a kind way of saying you know i know we want to be the example for all these people we have the privilege to lead and i don't i don't feel good about how that's happening right now um and i know i have a part of that can we have a conversation about it that I think will really, you know, hopefully help both of us feel more free and ultimately better serve ourselves and the firm. Great guidance. Thank you. So Amy, do you have a top takeaway from our our conversation here? I know there's a lot circling in your brain. I can feel the brain. Um, You know, no, no time like the present, right? I think that, um, Time is, uh, the, the level of discomfort will only increase over time. And, um, you know, my discomfort and having the conversation is not paramount here. I think ultimately working through to resolve, um, and, uh, you know, whatever challenges. And some of this, I'm sure we've both, uh, well, I'll speak for myself, I've made this a perhaps a far bigger mountain than it is, right? Because I don't, I don't know the other person's, I don't know where he feels in all of this. And um, I need to do a better job of, of speaking up and speaking out in ways that are more positive for my success and demonstrating my commitment. So um, come from a place of good and see, see where it goes. Yeah, I, you know, discomfort is where we're growing. So you're growing. This needs what's what's happening is needing to happen for sure, for sure. And and you're going to be better for it, without a doubt. And I would just offer positive intention, right? Take the high road, assume positive intention. You know, Larry wants good things to happen, and then genuine, genuinely just curious. You know, I, you may have a sense, but really, no judging, no listening to defend. Just ask and listen. And, you know, if you have that kind of neutral canvas, um, you'll see what comes out and then, you know, be the artist and kind of work with it. Um, But I have faith and I'm here for you. So if I can, you know, be of more help, um, you know how to reach me and know that I'm cheering for you. Thank you. Very much appreciate it. Thanks for joining me, Amy. (laughs) Take good care. I appreciate these people sharing these things that are really real for them. Um, okay, just a quick before our next um, caller, a reminder that if you're listening, you would like to call in with your tough conversation or situation. The number is 866-472-5790, or you can call Collect uh, internationally, country code 1-480-398-3352. And uh, with that, we are back east uh, near where I am in Trenton, New Jersey, and I welcome Lucy to the show. Lucy, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Hi, Molly. Thanks so much. 
Great to have so, you here. How are so you today? It's awesome to be with you. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone back and forth uh, on, on LinkedIn a bit, so it's fun to actually have a chance to chat live. Likewise. Likewise. So what's top of mind for you? To what you told our, I, I listened to what you were telling the last caller, and I, I'm thinking that a lot of the advice that you gave um, applies to my situation. Um, but for sure, um, we can... We can amplify on it. Um, so, so first, thank you, thank you for that. Um, so, let me set. I guess I'll set the stage a little bit. The I haven't. The issue that I'm having is with a longtime team member who I highly respect and I highly value. And you know, this. So the the situation began before we. Uh, we're working remotely. I have a I have a small team, and you know, like many other companies in in the U.S. Um, and elsewhere, in the middle of March, we became a remote operation with, in my case, like twelve satellite offices in in all different places, people's homes, their dorm room, you know, things like that. So, the 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 issue is that. Actually, there are three issues, and they're they're all related to communication. One is the first is the person um, regularly interrupts me. The second is that when I take a a pause because I'm I'm thinking or measuring my words, they verbally prompt me. <laughs> and then the last is that they excessively use pronouns to the point that I and others in the team don't understand um, who they're referring to or what. But I can, I can unpack these, you know, like one at a time and well, begin. I, I, yeah, that would be helpful just to get a sense for, um, you know, what the person's doing. And then I would love to hear, Lucy, how it makes you feel and how it makes other people feel. So just kind of understanding the impacts. Okay, great. So the interrupting, the interrupting happens in a variety of scenarios. It's what we might be having a one-on-one conversation and the person will either finish my sentence, like jump in and finish my sentence, or if I ask a question before I complete my question, they're responding which would be great if it were a response to the question that I was that I had in my mind, uh, but many times it's uh, it's not they're, they're not answering the question that I have not had the opportunity to articulate. Very annoying. <laughs> and then there are other times that we are could be on a on a call or well, these days on a either a video conference or a call with a client. And the person just jumps in, and I don't have, you know, you can't do anything about it. So I, I stay silent because I don't want to make us look bad in front of our client and, and correct the person, but if they, or stop the person, but if they are either responding to a question that I wasn't going to ask or responding inappropriately or incorrectly, I will just say another sentence to say what I wanted, make the statement that I wanted to. Got it. Got it on that one. When it's with a client. Yeah. Right. But in the, in the other two cases, when it's, you know, more of a one-on-one or a smaller uh, internal meeting, like I'm, I'm at a loss. Um, I, I, I'm just at a loss at this point. How, how long has this been going on? Months. More Months. than six. It, more than six. Than Twelve. More mm-hmm. than six, less than 12. And wasn't it all an issue before? It was. But in, you know, in the past six months, basically what we've been doing is just powering through. We've been really busy and powering through and but I'm tired of it. 
so yeah. I, I need to address I need to address the issue um, in a in a respectful way because I don't think that the person realizes what's going on, and I don't think that they realize how it's affecting me. And so you ask me, well, how does it make me feel? Um, it's it's irritating. I don't feel less of a person or anything like that. It's just, it's not professional behavior. I need to be able to ask the question that I'm asking and I need to have the person listen. And, and they're typically the best listener. I am the person's like very empathetic. Um, but I, I think it's just, it's a lot of accumulated stress or, or what, we're in a rush. I really don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, and have you, so it sounds like you've kind of been observing it. Have you had conversations about it? The coaching sessions, I'll call it along the way, or have you just kind of been biting the bullet waiting for this to go away magically? <laughs> the latter, <laughs> but when it, sometimes when it happens, I'll say, I think I should ask the question that is on my mind. And I would have thought that that would be an, you know, something that would make the person think, oh, okay, well, maybe I, I need to let, let the individual articulate their full question, but it happens again very shortly yeah. thereafter. Yeah. So my, just- you know, kind of taking a step back and trying to actually put it more on me than on that person um, isn't working. Isn't working, right. This, this would get back to Molly's favorite. Communication is about what other people hear, not what we think we're saying. So um, I appreciate the context. So this, um, you know, I, th- I think this is in the spirit of we're all part of the problem, all part of the solution. You've been kind of holding back on this. So I think it is helpful, this notion of just transparency of what your experience is with this person and since they work for you, right? Um, it's a chance to um, create a shared reality. And part of your role is as the leader is helping everybody on the team grow and contribute to their fullest. And so I think taking the high road of, from a coaching um, standpoint is just, um, you know, Leslie, you know, a big part of my role is just helping everybody on the team grow and contribute to their fullest. I, I realize I'm way overdue in having this conversation. And I'm probably, whatever you want to say, six months behind. And that's on me. Um, I, you know, in reflecting on this, I wasn't really sure what to do. And I realized I, I would have liked to have, have spoke up earlier, right? Um, and so I think in that way, you're just kind of owning part of the dynamic because it has been going on for a while. Um, and then I think... The third thing might be, you know, I've observed some behaviors in our meetings. I don't think that you're aware of them. And they're not really helpful to you or to our work. So that's, uh, in the spirit of this, I think that we can um, come out uh, in a better way. So that's kind of the setup. And then you just, I, and then it's, I get that it's irritating and it's, it's not professional. It's not right. And in some cases, it's people would perceive it as disrespectful also, but you got to be neutral. So you got to have on your coach, supporting, positive intention, confidence kind of energy, right? So you're, you're standing tall and just say, you know, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how important is listening in our work? And just have, see, well, it's 10. Why is it? And just, you know, so now you're getting on this topic of listening versus talking. <laughs> and then, okay, so let me ask you, Honestly, how would you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 of, of being a great listener? And 10 is like, everyone feels heard. There's 100% heard and you know, one is 10%. Why do you think that? So you're again, having her articulate why she does or doesn't have a reason to think whatever that number is. So you know, she, may, she may say nine and a half, okay, for all we know. <laughs> you're just gonna have to keep a straight face, okay? and. Okay, great. And, and hear Leslie out. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. I, can, I understand. I'm going to be upfront. My experience is 3.5. And you're not degrading. You're just, and here's a few examples. 
and then pause and see where, and so it's a back and forth. And if they fear defensive, call out any emotions right away. Leslie, absolutely, I do not want to put you on the defense. I want you to know all of us, all of us, including me, have areas of growth. We have, we have some blind spots, totally normal, and there are things that we can work through. So this is part of your growing as a professional, totally normal. And see where you get to. Let me pause. How's that landing for you? Um, well, I think the person is, generally speaking, a very good listener with everyone. I think there might be something else going on, um, you know, aside from all the external stresses that, that we all have. I think that... Um, I think, I just feel like it's, it's something different. I think that okay. it's not listening to me. <laughs> not, it's not a general thing. It's not a general thing. Thank you for clarifying. Because I see how she is with our, I see how she is with our, you know, with our staff. And she's great. And I, and there are times that I am not happy with uh, the way that, that certain people are, are responding to tasks and so on, and she help will really go above and beyond and help them along, and it and it makes a big difference. And she, you know, definitely listens to others. I think I feel like she's just rushing, trying to rush through, and as and and part of that rushing is to you know answer the question before I have an opportunity, and then like. And answer the question before I have an opportunity, and and therefore not not listening to what the full question is. Right. So, one thing that to make it easier on you, and I get that you're trying to figure out why she's doing it, and that's not your job. <laughs> so, your experience is, is helping her with your experience and let her problem solve on that. Might. Mm-hmm. So I think what I'm hearing, and I and I appreciate your clarifying, is like, gosh, Leslie. I, you know, I'm noticing something, and it's really, I'm very curious about it. I see you as an A++ listener with the team. You know, congratulate her, you know, and how, how is it that you do that? Oh, it's great. Okay, super. I'm really curious, if you were to rate yourself as a listener when we have our conversations, how would you rate yourself? Because now you're, just, you're talking specifically about you and her. And so right. there's also, you know, who okay. knows what you're doing, right? So we're hearing one side, your side of it. So how would you, and then, you know, and you've got some very concrete examples. And again, not to be like you're jabbing at the person, but say, hey, I noticed this. And, and just, they may not be aware and, and say, you know, I just want to create space here. Am I doing anything that's making you nervous? Or am I making you, you know, do, is, if I'm sending any message of trying to rush you, just all you're doing is asking questions mm-hmm. and then see, yeah, and, and perhaps they're just like, Ugh, you know, and, and let them share if there is something going on. Is there something that's, I didn't notice this before. Is there something that's going on that I can be more supportive of without prying in any personal life or anything like that? Right. But just right. opening and being supportive because in this remote time, we don't really know what's going on and people are going through a lot at home. Yes, they are. Right? And so you may be just mm-hmm. a, a chance to be compassionate with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I feel your positive intent. So it just, just strikes me as getting it out on the table and then a little bit of lightness. So, you know, she's not trying. She obviously can do it. So she's not trying. So if you come up with a game, when you do that, I'm going to like tap my nose. You know, I'm going to do something. So rather than be irritated, laugh about it because it is a right. bit of a That's habit a right idea. now. Yeah, it's a habit mm-hmm. right now. So mm-hmm. she's got to let go of the habit, and you're there to help her. And and by the way, it's just two way. You know, this is this is what I think is going to help us. What can I be doing, Leslie, that helps our our relationship uh, be more be stronger, so that you know we do even better work together. Right. Okay. What's your? Awesome. Do you have a top so takeaway from our? Yeah. The second one is that if I. I'm 
having, you know, just like measuring my words or thinking about what I would like to say in a, in a very thoughtful way, um, <clears throat> the person chimes in with, let's say I, it's a, almost a pregnant pause. She'll chime in with, what, what? <laughs> Give me a chance. It's, so this this is great. I really appreciate this one because for all the listeners, this is asking for what you need so that you can be your best, even though you happen to be the boss, right? And saying, you know, I'm noticing this dynamic, so get the dynamic out there. It's not good or bad or right or wrong. You're just noticing it. Acknowledge, is that, does Leslie on board, does she see that too? Because if she doesn't even see it, you know, we're not, there's nothing to talk about. So help her see that that's the experience for you. And then say, one thing that's going to help me be my best in our conversations is if when I'm pausing and, and you can just say, I'm pausing, give me a moment. You might need to signal. She's like, well, I'm not sure. I didn't know if maybe you needed. So she didn't know. So say I'm, I'm pausing because I need some time to think. And I work with groups all the time where they have these pauses and they start to realize it's not that I don't care. Or I don't know. I'm thinking. So just, it's just a matter of, um, you know, final uh, getting clarity on the communication. And, and that's for all listeners, whatever folks need um, to be able to be their best, that's, that's your job to ask for it so that you create um, whatever conditions for each person to thrive. I will try that again. <laughs> you tried it. You tried it before. Yes. And Maybe so I, just take need me to, I just need to, you know, kind of speak up for myself better. I'm trying to be respectful of the other person, but in doing that, I'm being disrespectful to myself. So talk me through how you handled it and then what, what, what she said, because she doesn't want to, she's not trying to do this. She's not trying to irritate you. You know, we've, we've got the positive intention thing down. So yes, help me with absolutely. what exactly you said and how exactly she responded. So at a point where I was, you know, thinking or measuring my words and I was prompted. I responded by saying, I'm thinking, I'm measuring my words, and I need a minute. That's it. So, okay. and there, there, was, there was no response on the other side. Okay. Other than, you know, silence, so that I could finish my, my thought process. And the real problem is that when this happens, it's very distracting. For me. Yeah. Okay, so that person did pause at that particular time. So you had the time to think, correct? Yes. Okay, so the follow-up is, Leslie, thank you. I just want to call this out. I don't, it may not seem to be a big deal to you. You know, when I, I said I needed some time or whatever, that you just breathed and didn't say anything was huge. Can you do that? going forward when we have our conversations and have her because she's she's not getting that it's a big deal to you does that make sense she doesn't need this so she's she's so she's thinking that one time it's a one-off thing she's not understanding that that's actually something that you want every conversation is my guess, right? So just clarify, you know, I, I said that it's, it's just a little bit of our communications dynamic. I just need a little more time to like, you know, breathe and think about it. It's not a good or better, right or wrong. Can we build that in? And then when you don't do it, what I'm going to do is X. So you have a strategy and, you know, because you know, she's not doing it to deliberately irritate you. It is on you to say, okay, I know she shouldn't, she's trying hard, right? But so let me just say, give me a moment, please right? Because she did it. And then try to groom a new habit. Okay. You know, it sounds sold. Think that it's workable, not workable? Oh, no, no, it is. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Okay. I was taking okay. notes. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Uh, this has been fascinating. Anything, did we have, was there a third part? Did we cover the third part? Oh, the pronouns. The third part is the excessive use of pronouns and the word um, and and certain words that are, you know, pronoun-ish, like data, um, information, stuff, those those types of nebulous, non-specific words. So clarity. So we don't know. Is this for the team? Like we don't know what she's talking about? Just broaden that Mm -hmm. a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, um, when have you asked in the moment? You know, oh, clarity. Not, I'm not tracking with you. Can you help me understand? Every single time. And does she come back with something more clear? Yes. Okay. So she can do it. Yes. Okay. So again, in the spirit of lightness, Leslie. Okay. I just realized that I haven't been as explicit with you and I'm driving myself crazy, right? And I don't want to drive myself crazy. So here's the deal. Um, in the last month or whatever, I've asked you six times to clarity and you've, and you've created clarity, right? And so, so this is the deal. I don't ever want to ask you for clarity. So this is my ask for you. When you speak, I want you to think about how you come across really clearly. Right? Can you do that? Just, just be really upfront with her. Just let her know, like we're doing this take one, take two. We don't want to do take one, take two. We want only one take and help her. You can, I think you're seeing this, hoping she sees the same thing. And I think just, I would say connecting the dots for her mm-hmm. is a way to, to, for you to get a sense for what's going on for her. What is she hearing? And, and I think the term, you know, we've gone through that. What, you know, so what am I doing here? And just, just let it rip a little. I feel like you're, you want to, you want to help her and you think you're helping her, but she, you're, she's not necessarily communicating back with you. So it's not that you're not in the, you're not in sync on that. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. There's a lot we've covered. Do you have a top takeaway from all that we've chatted through? Have the courage to sit down and have the conversation. Awesome. I appreciate you for joining me. You know how to reach me, so let me know how it goes. I'm here to help you, and thank you, Lucy, for being part of the solution. So my thought for the week, as you've heard from callers, the power of positivity. It's something you can bring in your own spirit to all those you're with. While the light at the end of the tunnel may not be very bright, keep the faith. And I thank you for tuning in. That's a wrap. Please be part of the solution and kindly share this show. Reflect on your top takeaways and know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out sayitskillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too. 